All right. Good to see you again, all of my 238 Media folks. Glad that you've come back and you're continuing to be with us as we sojourn through this wonderful uh, documented clapback by our star in this study, the gentleman uh, Tertullian. And of course, he is refuting the areas of what we would call maybe modalist or some form of proto-modalism in this very detailed work where he's making it very clear concerning the things that he disagrees with Praxias on. So this chapter, in essence, that we're going to discuss today is going to be based on sundry august titles, descriptive of deity applied to the son, not as Praxis would have it, only to the father. And this is going to be a short chapter. Uh, this installment is not going to be that long. But before we get started, I do want to ask you to please click on my link tree that you will find connected to whether you're watching this on YouTube or podcast and leave your email information. So that way I can get in contact for sending you updates on what's going on and pretty much get your input as we send surveys out to see what kind of things you'll be interested in us teaching or going through. So as we're picking up with this chapter, Praxius, of course, has been giving Tertullian a lot of trouble because I was thinking as I was preparing for this, that these arguments must have not only been very common, but I get the idea with the level of precision that he is writing against Praxius, that there is a good chance that these writings uh, but yet these arguments that Tertullian is refuting were probably in written form, because what I have noticed is that a lot of the main arguments that are being uh, buffeted against by Tertullian, they're very specific. And he quotes a lot, which if you're like me, when I quote, I really need to have something written down because it's easy to get mixed up or it could be fabrications of what he wants us to believe. That's the dangerous part about us not really having the full information. But Tertullian starts off, they more readily suppose that the father acted in the son's name than that the son acted in the father's. Although the Lord says himself, I am come in my father's name. And even to the father, he declares, I have manifested thy name unto these men. Whilst the scriptures likewise say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. That is to say, the son is the father's name. And as for the father's name, God Almighty, the Most High, the Lord of hosts, the King of Israel, the one that is, we say, for so much do the scriptures teach us that they belong suitably to the Son also, and that the Son came under these designations and has always acted in them and has thus manifested them in himself to men. All things, says he, which the Father hath are mine. Then why not his name also? So notice the the argument he is alleging that this is not a problem from what Tertullian is trying to say is because apparently the argument that Praxis supposedly was waging against the proto-Trinitarians is that for the simple reason that these are his name that belong to God the Father alone, that necessity because these things are declared in a personal sense, then it could not be another person. Well, Praxius, uh, I guess he didn't know Tertullian was going to take this much time to come back at it, but he is pretty much 
having this viewpoint refuted by Tertullian to say that it's possible for more than one person to have the same name, which theoretically that's true. But uh, the issue is, does the Bible teach that this is the case? And we're going to continue reading. The one that is considered whether the son also be not indicated by these designations, who in his own right is God Almighty, and that he is the word of Almighty God, and has received power over all, is the Most High, in that he is exalted at the right hand of God, as Peter declared in the book of Acts, is the Lord of hosts, because all things are by the Father made subject to him is the king of Israel because to him has especially been committed the destiny of that nation and is likewise the one that is because there are many who are called sons, but are not. As to the point maintained by them, and when he says them, just as a side note, he's again talking about the protomodalists or the modalistic camp of Praxius. Uh, He goes on to say that the name of Christ belongs also to the father. They show here what I have to say in the proper place. Just notice how spicy Tertullian is like he is becoming you. Tertullian is kind of like he is. He has some very kind of crabby energy going on. Meanwhile, let this be my immediate answer to the argument which they adduce from the revelation of John. I am the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. And from all other passages, which in their Porsche opinion, make the designation of Almighty God unsuitable to the Son, as if indeed he which is to come, come were not Almighty. Whereas even the Son of the Almighty is as much Almighty as the Son of God is God. So apparently, the practicing camp that he is refuting one of the primary arguments that it seems to be that they're appealing to is the book of Revelation, which I could see that as a logical place to go because Revelation is the revealing of Christ Jesus. And I always say, oh, better yet, I've always said, if a person has not readily understood that the fullness of God is in Christ, by the time you get to Revelation, if you read Revelation all the way through, especially to Revelation 22, uh, I mean, if you don't see it's... <laughs> That God is in Christ. I don't know if there's any hope for you. So uh, I, I am uh, I am assuming that this could have been maybe the crowning appeal uh, to their work. So th- this is very fascinating in the least. But I just want to let you know, next time we are going to be picking up the next chapter, which is going to be uh Tertullian taking this argument further once more with the designation of the one God in the prophetic scriptures uh, intended as as a protest against heathen idolatry. It does not preclude the correlative idea of the son of God. The son is in the father. So as you see uh, another long introductory chapter, but hey, I'm glad that you come by. Please uh, share, rate, subscribe, Uh, leave a comment. Let me know what you think. And as always, it's the whole gospel to the whole world by the whole church. The Lord. (music) 